What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, everyone. Before we dive into this week's episode, please check out our promo of the week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. My name is John Lorden, and I've been looking into hundreds of unsolved mysteries over the past five years on my YouTube channel, Lorden Arts. And I've been known to bring a respectful, victim-focused approach to the stories that I cover while donating thousands of dollars directly to those cases and the charities that help them. Now, I'm bringing that approach and sensibility, along with some of the biggest mysteries I've ever looked into and some new ones, to a weekly podcast called Seriously Mysterious. From bizarre occurrences to unsolved murders and unexplainable disappearances, everything is fair game on this show as long as it's seriously mysterious. You can find Seriously Mysterious on your favorite podcatchers or by visiting seriouslymysterious.com. Let's look into the mysterious together. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Jill. And this is Crime Divers. Okay, so who's our missing person this week, Laura? Okay, so this week it is an uh, African-American male called Earl Linwood Kent Jr., who's okay. 26 years of age. He has black hair, brown eyes, 5 foot 8 inches in height, 160 pounds in weight. He was last heard from on the 23rd of November, 2021, so fairly mm-hmm. recent. Yeah, very recent. Yeah. 
So family believe that he may have been around 7th and Crocker in the downtown area of Los Angeles on or around the 30th of November. Obviously, friends and family are very concerned for his safety. So if you've seen or have any information regarding the whereabouts of Earl Linwood Kent Jr., please contact the Los Angeles Police Department at 1-877-LAPD-247. And anyone wishing to remain anonymous should call the Los Angeles Regional Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS or go directly to www.lacrimestoppers.org. Okay, so what was his name again, just for Earl? Earl Linwood Kent Jr. Right, okay, so, you know, as usual, if anybody has any information or knows, knows of his whereabouts, you know, the, the information's there, I will put it in the show notes, so if you can, then share it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so where in the world are we? We are in the UK, in England. And what is the title today? It's called 10 Days from Death. Okay, okay. Are you ready to dive in? Yep, let's dive in. So, before I get into the actual case, um, I just wanted to put a trigger warning at the start. Mm-hmm. So, this is a case of domestic abuse. Okay. Um, which, obviously, we've done before, but we haven't actually done... This is a female abusing a male. Right, okay. Um, which we, you know... We know what happens in any kind of relationship, but we haven't we haven't done a case yeah. like this before. So I thought, we, you know, when we do see cases like this, then we, you know, yeah, we should highlight it because I mean, most people associate domestic abuse with the female being the victim, but actually, I'm assuming this case is going to show us that it's yeah. not always it's not always the female, female who's the victim. victim yeah. You know, they can actually it's yeah. the other way around, and it, and it probably sadly does happen a lot. You know, and it, it goes up. It doesn't get talked about as much. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. So or when highlight, I highlight as much. Yeah. So when I saw. As I said, when I saw this case, when I remembered about this case, because I saw a documentary a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, when I remembered about this case, and I thought, yeah, we should do that because, you know, we should highlight the fact that domestic abuse can happen anywhere, with any gender, you know, any relationship. So, yeah. right. So there's your your trigger warning. So if you don't, you know, if it's something that you don't want to listen to, then you know we totally understand if you want to skip this one. Yeah. So Alexander Gerald Scale known as Alex, was born on the 17th of August, 1995, to Geraldine and Graham, along with his twin brother, Luke, in Bedford in England. They were premature and Alex weighed just two pounds, so he was placed in in intensive care and had to have multiple operations as a baby. So as a result of this, his mum, Geraldine, who is, her name, she gets called Jed. So um, Jed, she was a bit more protective over Alex just because, you know, she worried about both her kids and loved them the same, but she was a bit oh. more always worried about him. Well, and he'd been through quite a lot at yeah. the start of his life, so yeah. So she was always just that little bit more, sort of, you know, a bit more protective yeah. over him. Mm-hmm. So they were a close-knit family, and as a kid, Alex would just play football. Like, every Saturday and Sunday, that's what he would be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and right up until he was 16, he, he had no interest in girls. It was just football, football, football. <laughs> Um, but that changed when he met a girl called Jordan Worth. So on the 3rd of June, 19, no, 2012, they met at a show that their friends were taking part in. It was a college performance and Alex and Jordan got chatting because they were sitting in the audience watching their friends. So he was surprised that they hadn't really spoken to many girls before because, um, you know, he'd just been interested in football. Yeah, well, that's um, <laughs> so they started seeing each other and that led into a relationship. Mm-hmm. 
So Alex said that Jordan was very caring, she was confident, she was loving and she showed a real interest in him. She got on with his male and female friends and she became part of their friendship group. Mm -hmm. His friends described her as friendly but quite shy and timid. But they all loved her. Mm -hmm. And they could see that Alex was absolutely smitten by her. So, you know, they were like, well, he's happy, we're happy. Yeah, we're you know? happy, yeah, totally. Um, and I said she was to start off with. But, you know, that's always the case, isn't it? They have, they have to lure people in, oh, I suppose. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, she was lovely. So, unfortunately, though, Jordan gradually started to change. Mm -hmm. She would make comments to, to, to Alex, like, I don't like the colour grey, so I don't think you should wear it. Um, no, I don't like your hair like that. And, like, sh uh, you should do it like this. Mm -hmm. You know, she was... Starting to sort of you know, subtly say things to influence what he did or yeah, didn't do. Yeah. yeah. And like, or she'd say like, oh, I don't like your shoes. So he would go and change his shoes, you know, like, so she was mm. kind of trying to, yeah, kind of be a bit controlling and. Yeah. But in a sort of subtle way, yeah. it sounds like, yeah. Well, it's obviously because she, she started, she was doing it like gradually. Yeah. So, but Alex didn't take it as a negative though. He was, I think he was just still at the stage where he still wanted to impress her. Mm -hmm. So. So he maybe thought that so she was So he wouldn't wear grey and. Yeah. He wouldn't do his hair the like he would do his hair the way that she wanted and not wear the things that she didn't like just because maybe maybe he thought she was like giving him advice. Yeah, know, well, actually. she knows what looks best. Yeah. Like Aye. maybe he was thinking like that, like you know, well, maybe I do suit my hair better like that, mm. you know. Which to be fair, you could sometimes see that not as a negative thing because I mean, yeah. you know, when you're in a relationship, you know, you do ask your partner for opinion or you. Your partner likes to sort of say, oh, you know, that really nice in that or whatever. It doesn't mean there's like necessarily anything sinister behind it all yeah. the time. So I can understand why at first he wouldn't see that as a negative because... Especially because like, you know, as I said, like he was smitten and she yeah. was being, she was, she was obviously still at this stage of being lovely. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So the longer they were together, the more her behaviour began to change though, obviously. Mm -hmm. So in April uh, 2013, it was Jordan's 18th birthday. And Alex's parents booked a trip to London and got tickets to see The Lion King at the theatre. So Jed, Alex's mum Jed, mm -hmm. she said that they all had a great time, like The Lion King, it was brilliant. And after the show, they went back to their hotel. So they all went back to their rooms to settle in for the night. But at midnight, Alex went to the toilet. But when he came back out, Jordan wasn't there. Like, okay. yeah, she'd gone. Uh -huh. So he sort of looked around for her, you know, like couldn't find her. So he phoned his mum. And said, like, Jordan's disappeared. Like, I don't know where she is. And, like, I'm, I'm assuming he must have tried to get a hold of her by phone, but, like, maybe she wasn't answering her, maybe yeah. she didn't have a phone with her. I'm no, not yeah. quite sure, but, like, obviously he couldn't get a hold yeah. of her by phone. Otherwise mm -hmm. he would have. Yeah. So they all went looking for her. So, like, for about an hour, they were, like, outside, like they went out of the hotel and, like, sort of round about, I don't know, I don't know if there was like maybe pubs and things round about that yeah, they were looking in. And the nearby vicinity. Yeah. Um, so that was about an hour. And like Alex decided to go back to the hotel to see if she'd went back. And there was Jordan just sitting in the reception area, just laughing at him. Oh. Okay. Like, so cool. he let his mum and dad know that he had found her. Uh -huh. And they were like, that's not right. Like, that's just like not normal behaviour, no. you know. Like, why would you go off somewhere and worry people and then... And then laugh about it. Find it funny when they've probably been panicking, thinking, where the hell is she? Exactly. It's just like, no, that's just not right. But Alex was like, you know, but when it was just him and Jordan, she wasn't like that, so his parents were wrong. That was like his yeah. thought process at the time. Uh -huh. 
So on the 17th of August 2013, it was Alex and his brother Luke's 18th birthday. So their parents threw them a big party. Um, like, you know, their parents, they were just... They were really lovely, love lovely parents. So proud of their sons. Just wanted to have this big celebration, yeah, like yeah. invite everybody, and mm. so, and like Luke, he was going to be going to uni, and Alex, he was going to be starting college. So you know, it was just like this, yeah. this big bash happy before he went. The yeah. Family, yeah. So everybody was like, happy and excited for this big birthday bash, mm-hmm. except for Jordan. Mm. So she didn't want to go because of another girl. So basically, there's this other girl has Jed's best friend's daughter right, okay. so his mum's best friend's daughter yeah, uh-huh. and she this girl i don't know her name but this girl is basically just part of the family she she was she was only 15 mm-hmm. and like basically alex has known her all his life because his you know her mum and his mum are best pals so they've like yeah. grown up to get although he's a little bit older they've uh-huh. like grown up together yeah, so, so of course she was gonna be at the party yeah of course but for some reason jordan didn't like her and said well she's going i'm not so Alex said to Jordan, well, I don't know if she's going to be there. Like, I think he was just saying that. I think he knew that she was mm-hmm. going to be there, but he, was, he wanted to get her there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he was just like, well, I don't know if she's going to be there. So at the party, everybody was having a great time. But about halfway through, because Jordan did go, uh-huh. Jordan went up to the girl and started shouting abuse at her. Really? The music stopped. Over a hundred people were watching. Oh, wow. Alex, actually, he burst into tears. She was crying. And Jed told Jordan to leave, mm-hmm. but Alex wanted her to stay. Right. So one of Alex's friends kind of took him off to the toilet and Alex was like, no, no, like I have to look after her. I love her. And like his friend was like saying, no, no you have no. to leave her. She is no good. Like She's out of control. Yeah. But they, they, they end up, you know, he must have calmed down. She calmed down. They stayed at the party and the rest of it That's was uneventful. Like embarrassing though and humiliating. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that poor girl, I mean... She's just a friend of the family, and Jordan's went up to her and started shouting her for what? Yeah. For what reason? I don't know what the reason was. I mean, I don't know if she thought she fancied Alex, or I, yeah. I don't know what the reason was. That was never explained, but she's 15. I know. Leave her alone. Exactly. That, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. But, so a week, a week or two after the party, Alex and Jordan had been having a few arguments, and she took his SIM card out of his phone and snapped it. Okay. Uh, and for him, he said that's when the penny dropped. Mm-hmm. He realised that everyone was right about her. Yeah. So he decided, right, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. I'm, I'm gone. I'm finishing it. Yeah. So his his friends said it was like a celebration for them because they'd they, got him back, you know, because they, they could see. I was going to say that. I'm assuming he must have sort of changed. I would assume so, as yeah. Well because obviously, you know, maybe not seeing his friends as much or... Not being maybe like the happy person yeah. that he maybe was before, so yeah, they they probably would have been really happy knowing that they they've obviously realised that this girl wasn't very good, so they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, thank God she's away. Yeah, like we've got we've yeah. got him back. We've got the, we'll get the old the old Alex yeah. back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they felt that they had got him out of something very bad. Like they they obviously knew. Like they maybe just have a feeling enough. Because obviously, I think it's, it's it's easier to be an outsider looking in. Oh yeah, of course. But if you're actually in it. It's very difficult sometimes to see obvious things that are in front of you because you're so in the moment and yeah. besotted with a person potentially that you don't realise what's going on. So it was easier for the outside oh, looking definitely, in. Yeah. Um so he'd like so obviously he'd moved back to his mum and dad's and mm-hmm. everything was great. But one day Jordan arrived at Alex's parents' house to tell them that she was pregnant. <sighs> so 
Jed didn't actually believe her. She was like, nah, you're just saying that to get Alex back. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I am, I'm pregnant. She's like, right, okay, stay there. So Jed went out and bought a pregnancy test and said, right, you know, off you go, go to the toilet, do the uh-huh. pregnancy test. And it was positive. She oh, was so she pregnant. Was telling yeah, the truth. she was telling the truth. Uh-huh. So Alex still didn't want to be with Jordan, but he wanted to be there for his child mm-hmm. and was willing to support Jordan however he could, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the child. Yeah. And he told her that. But, yeah, she just disappeared. Like, he'd never seen her for, like, a year. Oh, really? All right. Yeah, he never heard her or didn't see see her for about a year. And then one day, um, Jordan texts Jed and said, are you willing to meet your grandson? So, of course, Jed's like, well, yeah, are you willing? Of course I'm willing. Like, what, to see my grandchild? Um, So Jordan turned up at her house on the 12th of August. So Thomas, um, he was born on the 19th of May 2014. And when... Jed saw him, she said that he was like the double at Alex, like she was like fell in love with him straight away and they, they call him TJ because I think it was Thomas, I don't know, I think it was maybe Thomas James or something his name right, was, I'm okay, not quite yeah. sure, but they call him TJ and I was Aww. like, oh that's so cute, yeah, isn't it? So, like Alex hadn't been there, like yeah. it had just been Jed that had been there, so, but when Alex found out, he was actually human and he was like, why did you let her in? Because he's obviously furious at the fact that she's said... Right, I'm pregnant, and then and then just buggered off. Yeah. yeah, so he was like, "Why did you let her in?" Uh-huh. But you know, and Jed said that like she totally understood where he was coming from, but she did have to say, to him, like, please, just I just I want to be in his life. I yeah. want to be his nan." Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, and Jed also said that Jordan seemed to have changed, and like she was really friendly, and she thought that motherhood had changed her for the better. Mm-hmm. So the whole family decided, you know what, Very we're gonna chance. give. Get a chance, get the benefit of the doubt. She's a mum now. Yeah. Maybe she was different, and of course they wanted the baby in, yeah, in their lives. Of course. And they even said to Alex, like, we think that you should give her a chance. Mm-hmm. What, as in to be together, or just give her a chance to be in their lives? To to give her a chance to um have Thomas in their lives, right, like okay, yeah, you know right. they they wanted to try and make a go of things as a family, yeah. you know. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so to start with. Jed arranged for Alex to see his son without Jordan being there. Like, that's what he wanted. He was like, I want to see my baby, mm-hmm. don't want to see her. Mm-hmm. So he was fine with that. And, like, as I said, like, he, he just really wanted to meet his son. So he, um, so he went to meet um, TJ with his granddad because, like, his granddad was, like, sort of the closest person to him. Like, whenever anything was wrong or, like, if he was ill, he always t- turned to his granddad. Ever yeah. since he was little, he was so close to him. Right, so, so he wanted to be there. So he, wanted to, he said, right... I'll go, you know, yeah. my granddad comes. So when Alex met TJ, like, he fell in love with him straight away, mm-hmm. just as his mum had, and he continued to see him. And after a while, he started to see Jordan as well. Right. And, like, Alex and all his family saw a different side to her. So, yeah, you guessed it. He got back into a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And before they knew it, she was living in, in Alex's parents' house yeah. with, with uh, him and TJ. Yeah. And Jed said Jordan was lovely, she couldn't fault her. You know, she was a good mum. Yeah, like, I mean, at the moment it sounds like she maybe has grown up. Like, say, motherhood has made her mature a bit and she's mm-hmm. actually grown up and she's been more responsible and, you know, maybe realising how she was acting before wasn't appropriate. But I'm well, guessing... that's obviously what they were... Yeah, that's what they were thinking. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jed just said it was just this lovely, happy, mm-hmm. extended happy family. Yeah. So all was great for a while. Um, but by the 1st of January 2015, they were Facebook official, because, you know... Like... Of course, Facebook official. <laughs> uh, that that means everything these days. But soon after, the cracks started showing. Mm-hmm. So one day, Alex and Jordan were out in the car, 
And they saw the girl that Jordan had shouted abuse at, the 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. So they stopped and Jordan started shouting abuse at her again in the middle of the street. Got out of the car, started well, shouting abuse at her. Exactly, she wasn't... I mean, I just don't even get why. I mean, it's not even like it was an ex, she was an ex-girlfriend no, or... She was just a, a young girl. She was 15. That would just happen to know the family. Although by now she was probably... Oh, a bit older than that, She was probably yeah. 16 by now, I think, or six, 17. I can't remember what year. I'd, I'm getting mixed up with my years. But yeah, she would have been a bit older by yeah. now, but... Yeah, I, I don't know what her problem was. Um, so obviously, like, the girl was, like, really upset. And she phoned her mum to tell her about it. And her mum phoned Jed, because obviously they're best pals. So yeah. she phoned her and was like, what the hell? Yeah, what's going on? Um, so, of course, Jed was furious. And she had a go at Jordan when they got when they got home. She was mm-hmm. like, what the hell are you playing at? You know, mm-hmm. shouted at her and stuff. And uh, she was like, I thought we were all past that. You know, I thought you'd, gr- I thought you'd grown up. Like, mm-hmm. so Jordan... Because she'd always like been shouted at, she was like, "Well, I'm having none of this." Packed up all her stuff, all TJ's stuff. Told Alex that he had to choose between her and their son or his family. Jesus. So Alex said, "You know, he couldn't not see his son anymore." So he was like, "I'm just gonna have to go with her and like hopefully maybe sort things exactly. out later." Uh, yeah, later down the line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was only, and remember he was only nineteen. God, I know, no age. So, yeah, so if he was 19, so that must be a year after his birthday, so the girl must have been 16 by yeah. then. So she's still a young girl. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, so he was only 19, and, like, Jed said that her world fell apart because she didn't see Alex again for the next two years. Oh, really? So Alex and Jordan moved out of his parents' house, and they moved into Jordan's parents' house. So Alex said that he was happy that he was with his son and they were going to be a proper family. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> There's always a but. I always say but. Yeah, I know. You know something. Not, not good's coming. But shortly after they moved in, little things started to change. Like Jordan started to accuse Alex of being with other girls when she had been pregnant with TJ. Right. He would deny it, but she wouldn't believe him and just kept going on and on about it. But I'm not even funny. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Well, she buggered <laughs> off for a year. Exactly. They weren't together. So so what if he was like? Exactly. I mean, he said he wasn't, but even if he had been. Well, yeah, they weren't together. She went and she she. It was her choice to go off. Exactly, she fell off the face of the earth for a year. So exactly. what do so you expect was, him to do? He was quite entitled to. Well, see he other girls. I mean, obviously, fair enough. If he didn't, that's fine. But even if he had, as you said, that's none of her business, really, is it? It isn't. And like you know, she just kept going on and on about it. So obviously, if she keeps doing that, that's yeah, that's gonna like sort of chip away at the yeah. relationship, isn't it? Definitely. So she got him a new phone, and she changed his number. <sighs> She got rid of his PlayStation because that was a way of he'd be able to communicate because obviously you can chat on your PlayStation, can't you, to your friends? So he was base. She was basically cutting him off from. Yeah, she was isolating him. Family. Like, it, so he didn't have. He he had no way of getting in contact with his friends and family. So his mum, I I'm, I, I was kind of a little bit confused because his mum said that she didn't even know where Alex was, but I thought she would have known that he was at Jordan's parents' house. At least they never said. But you'd think they would, wouldn't you? But obviously, she didn't know where it was anyway. Um, and she she obviously didn't have a phone number for him or anything like that. So she sent him a pound on his mo- again, on the mobile banking. Uh-huh. Just so that she could write a message with, with the money yeah. saying, I love you. Aww. Like, that's how desperate she was to yeah. get in contact with her son. Uh-huh. But she got a message back saying, I hate you. Stay away from me. So obviously, Jordan... That was Jordan. That wasn't Alex. Yeah, I was gonna So Jordan must have been in control of his banking as well. Yeah. Like that's that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He obviously had no privacy whatsoever. No, doesn't sound like it. Um, one day Jordan told Alex that her mum had just got a message from his mum 
saying that his granddad had died. Now, remember, this is the one that he was really close yeah. to. Uh-huh. Alex, obviously, was devastated as he was so close to his granddad. And he just kept thinking, like, how am I ever going to forgive myself for not being there to say goodbye? Mm-hmm. A few hours later, Jordan asked Alex why he was so upset. And he was like, because you told me that the most important person in my life has died. Uh-huh. And she went, no, he's not dead. She had made it up because she was jealous of the bond that Alex had with his granddad. Oh, for goodness sake. That is so immature. Come on. That is absolutely horrendous. Can you imagine? Like, just for those few hours thinking that your granddad was dead. Exactly. You know, I mean, obviously it's very a sad thing, but especially if you're obviously like really close as well, then he would have felt it even harder. Mm. That's awful. That's yep. actually, that's actually really cruel. It is. It is. It's cruel. Yeah. In July 2016... Alex and Jordan moved out of her parents' house and they moved into their own house in a place called Stuartby. So the first month of them moving in was great. They had a nice house, nice area. There was no arguing and they decided to try for another baby. Oh, God. So Jordan got pregnant soon after and Alex was so happy. But then things started to get bad again and just gradually and gradually got worse. He, like, he, he had a job, I don't know what it was, but he had a job and he said it was a good job and he, he loved it there. But Jordan told him he had to leave because it wasn't good enough, like, like, he could do better than that. Right, okay. So he did leave, but he wasn't happy about it because, but, you know, she told him to leave, so she, he left. Uh-huh. So Jordan was attending university and she told Alex that he would have to go with her every day because she didn't trust him home alone because he knew that he would go back to see his mum and dad without her knowing. So, and he said, well, he was like, well, I didn't know how I would be able to go back to mom and dad because I didn't have any money. Like, she took my wallet. I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So he would have had to have sort of, unless he walked, but I think it must have been quite a distance well, yeah. away. He must have had to use transport to get uh-huh. there. Yeah. So he had to go to uni with her every day and, do and just sit and wait for her while she was in each lesson. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's awful, but it's one of those things. It's like, because you think, why, why? But then when you're in that moment and that thing, you obviously felt like you couldn't say no. You that, had to go that's just it. the way their life was, yeah. yeah. So Alex's friends were missing him and no one could get in contact in contact with him, never mind see him. But one day a Facebook profile popped up and his um this name was Alex Thomas Scale. Right. But Alex was spelt with an I instead of an E. Uh-huh. And his middle like Alex's middle name isn't Thomas. Right. But his son's name is Thomas. Right, yeah. So, you know, it didn't take much for his friends to kind of put two and two together and yeah. you know, thought mm. mm, that think that must be Alex. So one of his best friends just thought, well, I'm going to send a friend request, you know. Yeah. See if it is him. Uh-huh. Um, and then so, someone had posted, actually put a post on Alex's page saying, like, is this Alex Steele? Like, why has he changed mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. And, and, and so, there was actually a reply saying, quote, wanted to change it from Alexander to Alex, so just changed the spelling at the same time. So it's different and to be unsearchable to certain people, end quote. So, hmm. you know, it's like, what do you mean certain people? If you want to be unsearchable, you probably change the whole name entirely. Oh, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you use your la- the same surname? No, I know. I mean, Skeel. clearly people are obviously thinking, oh, is that him? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Skeel to me doesn't sound like a very common surname. So no, there's not exactly. really that many of them, surely. So... The, yeah, so the best friend that had sent the, the friend request, it was um, that his friend request was accepted and he got a message from Alex, but he knew straight away that it wasn't Alex. I mean, this is his best friend, known yeah. him for years, knew that it wasn't him who was messaging. 
especially because it said, I've never been your fucking friend. I never wanted anything to do with you. I've just been lying to you this whole time. Mm. And his friend replied back saying, all right, Jordan. Hi. <laughs> you know, it's finally my turn then, is it? Because, yeah. you know, uh-huh. they knew. Yeah. She'd obviously already been alienating him from, or isolating him from other friends as well. So uh-huh. he's like, oh, it's my turn then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then he was blocked straight away. So, you know, obviously it was her. Mm-hmm. So on the... 17th of August 2016, it was Alex's birthday, and his granddad, the one that is alive, uh-huh. um, sent him a Facebook message and it said, Happy birthday, Alex. We miss you very much. Love you from Nan and Granddad. Mm. And he got a reply saying, Don't message me again. So, as you can imagine, his, his granddad was like really upset yeah, by that. Yeah, totally. Because um, he, he thought it was Alex. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he just messaged back saying, okay, Alex, don't want to upset your life in any way, just as long as you're okay. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that was just such a nice thing, you know, because he got a, such a horrible message saying, don't, um, don't message me again. But he's still like, okay, Alex, you know, just yeah. as long as you're all right. And I just thought, that's so, what a lovely man. Aww. So one day, one of Alex's female friends received a message from that same profile and it said, are you still fat? For God's sake. So, Jordan was I obviously mean, yeah. just trying to get rid of Alex's friends. I mean, like... But I mean, they obviously could see through the fact that it wasn't Alex. Yeah, but she, I think she was just that immature that she didn't see that. She thought that she, she thought that people would think it was Alex. Yeah. But obviously, people who know Alex and have known him for all these years would know that he wasn't like that. And they know what she's like. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's not, doesn't take a... It's not Ross scientist, scientist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Alex's family only knew that he lived in Stuartby from that Facebook profile because it said where he lived. Uh, uh, yeah. um, so his auntie Sue was like, right, that's it. I've had enough. I'm going to find him. Yeah. So she jumped in his car, in his car, no, she jumped in her car, uh-huh. um, and she drove to Stuartby with her son. She had no idea where about in Stuart. I don't know how big this place is, mm-hmm. but like she had no idea where about he lived, but she was determined. She was like, nah, I've had enough, I'm going to find him. Because yeah. I said, this was a really close-knit family, even like aunties, uncles, yeah. granddads, everybody was really close. Uh-huh. Um, and she she also had a friend of hers that lived in Stuart, so he, she phoned him and she's like, yeah, he got in his car and he was driving around as well. So they were driving around and her son suddenly said, look, there's an elephant in that window. So there was like an elephant ornament on the windowsill mm-hmm. and they knew that Jordan loves elephants. So they were right. like, fuck it, you know, let's try let's it. Let's try it, yeah. So they went and knocked on the door. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Straight away, the lights went off. As soon as they knocked the door, lights went off. And they were like, okay. So they just kind of waited. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, they saw a small light. Um, so they kind of looked through the window and they saw that somebody had opened the fridge. Right. And that's where the light was coming from. The light was from the fridge. So they could see the outline of Alex getting something out of the fridge, shutting the door and then going upstairs. Uh-huh. So his auntie Sue just thought, oh, he does hate us then. He's, you know, he's not answering the door. He's pretending yeah. he's not in. He's switching the lights off. Uh-huh. And he's obviously thought that we're away by now. So that's when he's went into the fridge and got something yeah. to eat or whatever. So they did think. That he actually it, like, Yeah, he must hate us then because he's not even answering the door to us. So she thought, well, do you know what? 
he'll come at us when he's ready, but for now we're just going to have to... Yeah, we know where where he is. Yeah, we're just going to have to leave him alone because obviously he doesn't want to see us, so Mm -hmm. we're just going to have to leave it like that, which, oh, that's so sad, isn't it? That totally is. To think that that's how they're thinking of their son when that's not the case at all. definitely not. So later that year, Alex and Jordan went to Winter Wonderland in London. So, you know... It looks really good. Have you seen Winter Wonderland? Yeah, looks I've amazing. seen a lot of Facebook posts of people going there this Aye, year. There's a load of like kind of Instagrammers, you know that, you know, yeah, like Facebook kind I've of influencers. Loads of them go. Be, I mean, I suppose maybe more people are going this year because obviously with COVID and stuff, they've not been able to do stuff, mm-hmm. so they're probably taking advantage. But it does look quite good. I have to it say. does look good. If so I lived closer to London, I'd well, consider going. Exactly. So <laughs> you'd think it would be a fun trip. Well, you would think, yeah. But on the way, um, as they were travelling there, um, like, Jordan just kept accusing him of, like, liking this other girl. What, the one... No, I don't think it was her. I just think it was somebody else. Yeah, I think. Um, but Alex said, he hadn't, like, I haven't done anything. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what it was about, but, whatever, you know, he was he hadn't done anything wrong, so, but Jordan wouldn't believe him. So they were nearly at Winter Wonderland. So they'd got, I think, they'd, I don't know if they'd got the train or something, so they'd obviously got, whatever mode of transport they'd used, so they were like, they'd got off that and they were walking towards uh, Winter Wonderland, and she said, nah, we're not going. What? But Alex is like, no, come on, we've come all this way, there's no point in going back now. Mm-hmm. So uh, so Jordan said, okay, but first, go into the chemist and buy a pack of those one-a-day sleeping tablets, and as long as you take one of those sleeping pa- tablets, we'll go into Winter Wonderland. Eh. I, I don't know. I think it must have just been mind games. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So he went to get the tablets, came back, took one, and then she said, put the rest of them in your mouth, crunch them down and swallow them. So he said he just did as he was told. So basically he just couldn't remember a thing about the day. He was just... Oh my God. Like he took a whole pack of uh-huh. sleeping tablets and they obviously went and they went to Wonderland and spent however long they spent there. And he she must, must have had a good time, but he can't even remember a thing about it. So he must be like, oh, well, off his face a bit. I mean, but I thought, well, I think he probably maybe just kind of kept dozing off. Well, maybe, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, like, it's oh. hard because, like, I just don't see the logic in that. Like, I don't well, see why yeah. there would be a reason for that. Like, I know, like, she's obviously abusive, she's manipulative, she's whatever. Yeah. But what was she getting out of that? Well, exactly, because, I mean, to me, if if you want to control somebody and you want to be like that in a relationship, well, surely you don't want to kill them, so, because, I mean... I'm, well, like, I would have would been scared, those. yeah. So why would she... Maybe that's what she was trying to do. Yeah, like, make him take an overdose and then sort of say, well, yeah, that no, was... But she didn't some... know how he was then going to react in Winter Wonderland, so what if he'd collapsed or <sighs> whatever, well, I mean... Well, she could have put that down, well, it wasn't me, because we're we're in a public place, like, I don't know, I mean, the, I, I didn't see any reason for it, that's just us. Yeah, I don't understand. Trying to, yeah, th- I mean, I think that's the problem that we probably shouldn't be trying to understand because we're never going to understand well, no. that, never, are we? No, we're never going to understand Um. It. So, Jordan kept a hairbrush in the car just so that she could hit Alex when she felt like it. And one day she hit him so hard in the face with it that his tooth was, like, sort of hanging off. It was, like, sort of chipped and hanging mm-hmm. off. Yeah. But he had no money to go to the dentist and he knew that she wouldn't let him go to the dentist, so he had to basically just stick his hand in his mouth and pull the rest of that tooth oh, out. Oh, no. Can you imagine? Just, oh. oh. That's, that's awful. So, and, like, so many times when he was asleep, she would just smack him on the head. Like, just for no reason. And, like, he would, and then he, like, she would, he, like, obviously he would wake up with getting smacked on the head, and, like, he would look in the mirror, and he would have, like, blood dripping down his face because she'd tap him that hard. 
So to me, the woman doesn't even sound like she likes them very much. So uh, at some point, she started using knives, and she would just cut them like here, there, and everywhere, just like really. Yeah, I saw her getting interviewed in the police station later, and she was like, "But I would never stab them." What? So it's not right just to yeah. Cut she was alright that she was just like cutting them. She never stabbed them. That's awful, isn't it? That's awful. So I mean, she would hit them every day, like, and if she happened to miss a day, she would make up for it like the following day. There was just. It was just constant. Jordan wouldn't let um, Alex eat properly. Like, if, like, he would want food, but, like, so he'd say, like, well, I'll make something to eat. And she'd be like, nah, I'm not hungry. So he wasn't allowed to cook anything if she wasn't hungry. So um, even if he was hungry, he had to just starve and touch I think he got bits and pieces, but I don't think he had, like, proper, yeah. like, ho- like cooked yeah. meals. Um, and he wasn't allowed to sleep in the bed. Like, he had to sleep on the floor. This and is what I mean. She sounds like she doesn't even like him, so... Why would you want to be with somebody that you don't even like? Because she's controlling them. It's not the being liking them, is it? It's the, she likes the control. Well, I mean, I see. What would you get with that again? She gets the control. Well, well that, that's obviously what she wants. That's what she's doing. Just... But I saw, um, again, in the police interview, and they were like, oh, Al, the policewoman had said, you know, Alex said that he didn't sleep in the bed, that he had to sleep on the floor. And she's like, yeah, me and TJ sleep in the bed. And it was, like, you know, it was just so... Yeah, that like, matter of fact. Yeah. It, yeah, all I mean, like in the interview, she just seemed like, um, like what she was doing anything wrong. It was like yeah, no, no, was normal like, things. But she was like really matter of fact when she was asking about things. Like, yeah, I did do that, but you know, as I said, yeah, I, I, I did cut him, but I didn't stab him. I never stabbed him, and there, you know, it wasn't like, but I never did that. It was like you know, no, just calm and yeah. It was so weird. Hmm. So um and by the. I mean, I think all together, they, they must have been together for maybe about five years, but in, like, sort of, by about three years, Alex lost about five stone. Wow. So Alex would, like, he could feel his body starting to shut down, mm-hmm. but he didn't want TJ to get hurt, so he was, like, fighting to keep going because he didn't know what would happen if he left. Mm-hmm. So 2.30 in the morning, on the 3rd of February 2017, Alex called, it, called his dad, Graham, and he just said, Dad, help me. And so his dad straight away phoned Auntie Sue mm-hmm. and said, will you come with me? I, Alex was asking for help, so we have to go. Yeah. So they went. But again, as soon as they knocked on the door, all the lights went off. So Sue shouted, if you don't answer the door, I'm going to phone the police. But Alex shouted, go away, I don't want you here. But Alex was like, nah, you asked for help, so we're here. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming... That he must have got kind of got caught out by Jordan. Yeah, he was trying to backtrack. And yeah, like things. Jordan's like, no, like yeah. we're not having that. So, yeah. um, so Sue, she, she, go on, Auntie Sue. Mm. So she phoned the police. Uh-huh. Um, and when they got there, they told Graham and Sue to go and sit in the car while they went into the, into the house. So the police, the police came out after a while, and they just said, "Oh, they just had a row. We've put them in separate rooms. We've had a word with them." Everything seems okay, but Alex is walking with a bit of a limp. Right. That was it. Police told Graham and Sue to go home, and they left. Shit. So Jordan, um, she must have been having a moment of niceness. Because I think that's what abusers do, isn't it? It's like... They can be nice sometimes. They can be nice sometimes to kind of keep reeling them in. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, or to get them back, yeah. like if they're kind of drifting, I don't know, reel them back in. Yeah. So she bought them tickets to go and see Alex's favourite band, Bastille. Uh-huh. So they were playing in Leeds, so they they went and like stayed overnight. Mm. So they they had a great night. But the next morning, 
Alex woke up to boiling water being poured <gasps> over his back by oh Jordan. Oh my God, no. And she told him that if anyone asked what happened to his back, to tell them that the shower in the hotel was faulty and it burnt him. <laughs> Can you imagine boiling hot water being poured over mm, you? I mean... Oh, we've all burnt ourselves now yeah. and again, you know, but... Exactly, oh. I mean... Even just even just sometimes like a splash of hot water can mm-hmm. it's really hurts. Never mind somebody pouring it on your skin. I um, I was pouring water out the kettle one day and a bit it dripped onto the dog, and she squealed. Oh, did she? You know it was only it was just a little bit that it yeah. sort of dripped down onto her, uh-huh. and that was obviously coming from the kettle down to quite low on the ground because she's a little thing. Yeah. So it would it would kind of cool on the way down. So and she squealed at that. So can you imagine just like somebody mm-hmm. standing over you and pouring boiling water. And I, and I warn you now, that's not the first time she did that. So there is more of that to come. Oh, God. So one day, this is the immaturity coming back in, I think. Jordan bought a lie detector test. But it was one of those, like, novelty ones that cost a fiver. It's right. like a kid's toy, basically, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. Um, so obviously, it wasn't going to be reliable. No, definitely not. So she, um, she told Alex to strap at his hand in it, and she was holding the kettle with boiling water in it. So basically, she was waiting for him to get a question, like to say that he was lying, and, and she was going to pour the water. That's oh, what no. she was going to do. So she asked a question, and it buzzed to suggest that he was lying. Uh-huh. So be, he just he knew what was coming, so he yeah. got up and he ran away, like to get in another room to get away from her. Uh-huh. Um. So like yeah, that's that's just that's horrific. That's like hor- I mean, I remember years ago when the kids were younger, and they actually um got a game that was like a lie detector game it was obviously just like and it used to i mean like you would ask a question like is your name jill and uh-huh. it would buzz to say you're a lion uh-huh, yeah. you know what i mean so like there's just no yeah. way no I mean, although actually that would have told me that i was lying because my name is actually jillian that is very <laughs> but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah they were like so why i mean if you're gonna do something like that at least get a proper lie detector test like well yeah i mean the toy one's not gonna no. be accurate, is it? it's just it's a novelty thing yeah totally so yeah so i don't know if you remember but she was pregnant Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I forgot she was pregnant. Yeah. So even through all of this, she was pregnant. Like, yeah. he'd actually thought when she first got pregnant, he'd actually thought, oh, maybe when she's pregnant, that's going to give me a bit of a reprieve because she's not going to be... Yeah. No, she was just as bad. Just as bad, yeah. Yeah. So she gave birth on the 2nd of May 2017 to a baby girl called Iris. So, and he was like, Alex had obviously really looking forward to to her birth mm-hmm. but not just because he couldn't wait to meet her because also he was hoping that maybe jordan would stop abusing her like he'd obviously hoped it when she was pregnant but that didn't happen but then he thought surely when a new baby comes along especially when you've already got yeah you had a little a boy busy. as well you're yeah. getting you, you know two kids to look after you're gonna be pretty busy so but no she, three days she stopped abusing him for and then she was back at it again so that baby girl was three days old when she started abusing her dad again. That's awful. So on the 31st of May 2017, four weeks after Iris, Iris was born, Alex and Jordan were up all night arguing and Jordan kept flicking the kettle on. So basically, if it went cold, she would boil it again so that if she wanted to, she could just throw water at him and it would be boiling hot. How sick is that? That is sick. So after a while, um, she, back, she backed him into a room and she took the lid off the kettle and threw the boiling water at him. <sighs> so he obviously like put his arm up to like sort of shield his face. Yeah. And so like his arm just got hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually seen a picture of it, and you can see 
Oh, it's, all, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, a couple of days after that, about 2am, they were arguing again and Jordan picked up a bread knife and Alex tried to get away from her, but she cut his hand. So it was like on the top of his hand and she cut him in two places. So one was quite a long squiggly line under the knuckle that's under your index finger. Right. And the other one, a little bit smaller, and that was um, right on the middle knuckle, like mm-hmm. the one that's on your middle finger. It was cut right on there. Mm-hmm. So Alex had backed up into the bathroom and was trying to stop Jordan from getting in. And she tried to slash him in the face with the knife. Mm-hmm. And he put his arm up to protect himself. And he cut. she cut him on the like the side of his hand, like down his wrist. And that was it was quite deep. So she actually started panicking. Because right. she was like, oh, that's quite a bad one. Uh-huh. So she um, managed to find, like, find a, a football sock. And she like wrap, wrapped it up oh, for him. Try, try to be like the caring partner. Ah, Florence Nightingale, your heart out. So she like stopped the bleeding. So... The next thing, they saw, like, blue flashing lights outside and there was a, a knock at the door. The police had arrived. Neighbours had phoned 999 to report a domestic disturbance between a man and a woman, so obviously the neighbours had heard. Yeah. Um, the neighbour said that he heard Alex shouting things like, I'm sorry, it's not my fault, get off me, leave me alone, stop hurting me. Uh-huh. So Sergeant Ed Finn from the Bedfordshire Police... Um, he was, like, knocking on the door and, like, shouting, like, through the letterbox, come on, it's the police, you yeah. have to come and answer the door. Yeah. So, eventually, Jordan answered the door and Ed Finn, the, the sergeant, said she looked fine, casually dressed, she wasn't dishevelled or anything, like, mm-hmm. you know. I'm assuming he was expecting her to be... Well, I think, like, a... I don't know if he was expecting her to be sort of being abused or anything like that but I thought maybe if you're having an argument you maybe be a bit flushed and maybe uh, your clothes would maybe be a bit disheveled yeah. you know like mm-hmm. but she was totally calm and I said she seemed like a very calm person when yeah. I saw her so that's like where does her temper come from yeah you know? exactly yeah but um yeah so she, she answered the door and she said there's been a problem Alex has hurt himself so she let the police in and they went straight upstairs where Alex was sitting at the top on the top step and his hand, his hand was wrapped up and blood was everywhere. Like, the bathroom had blood, like, all over the floor. It was on the sink and everything like that. Because you can actually see it um, if you... I watched the documentary. And the, because the police have got their um, body, body cam. cams on, yeah. so you actually see them. Like, they don't obviously show certain things. Yeah. But, yeah, you can see, like, the blood on the bathroom and everything yeah. like that. Um, so Alex and Jordan both told the police that Alex had used the knife to cut his own wrist. Ugh. So he so he had to endure all that and then take the blame for it. That's awful. So Jordan also told them that Alex had a medical condition that caused him to have bouts of self-harm and that's when Sergeant Finn noticed that Alex had other injuries. Uh-huh. And when he questioned it, both Al- he said that both Alex and Jordan were just so calm and rational and explained that, yeah, Alex has this long-standing history of self-harm. So... And the policeman, the policeman said, like, because obviously there was, there was two policemen, and they both said, like, it just didn't come across as if they'd been arguing or fighting. Yeah. Not like what the neighbours had said, you know, it sounded like it was this big, massive fight, but they were yeah. like, nah. So they believed them. They were like, oh, really? It is oh. self-harm, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So obviously they, they got an ambulance for Alex and, like, sent him off to hospital to get him stitched up. Yeah. So at the hospital, he was put on a paracetamol drip and the nurse like scraped away all the dead skin from wow. um where it had been like from where he's because uh-huh. it was only like two day, days ago he'd had his arm burnt yeah right um so like scraped all the way the dead skin that's where you can see the photo of it and it's mm-hmm. just like 
it's, it's raw. Yeah. Like, it's, his arm's just raw. Ouch. And, um, but it, I don't know, I'm not sure, it, it, it was, he had to go into surgery, but I'm not sure what he was getting surgery for. Mm. Um, but, do like a skin graft well, maybe, something. that's what I was kind of thinking about, the skin graft or something, but, mm. um, so he was just about to go into surgery when Jordan arrived and said, right, come on, we're going home. So he was like, all right, okay. So as, as he was trying to walk out, the nurses were saying, please stay, uh-huh. like, stay here, like, you know, you need to... Oh, you're about to get surgery. Yeah, exactly. And they got so worried about him leaving that they called up the consultant uh-huh. to try and get him to convince Alex to stay. But that didn't work. Um, and Alex is like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm going home. I'm going home. So the consultant came up to him and like put his hands on Alex's face and he just went, are you safe to go home? Uh-huh. And Alex went, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so he obviously had an inkling that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what was going on. Uh-huh. But Alex was like, no. And he was like, can I do nothing about it? Can't, they can't afford something to stay. No. And Alex said it was weird because it was the right place and it was the right time to speak up about the abuse, but he didn't. He was just so scared of what yeah. Jordan would do. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Sergeant Ed Finn, you know, the guy that had been out, yeah. um, he was on shift and he just couldn't shake this niggling feeling about mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah. And he said he did try to get a hold of Alex, but he couldn't. He tried, I think he'd went to the hospital um, to find him there, but he'd already been discharged. A few days later, on the 10th of June 2017, he was looking at the system, like at calls that were coming in, yeah. and he saw Alex and Jordan's address, so obviously there'd been another call came in, so he was like, right, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. Mm-hmm. So Alex said, he said that they, they were shouting and arguing, and then someone knocked on the door, uh-huh. um, and he saw the police car outside and opened the door to Ed, and Alex said he just had this really nice smile on his face, and he's like, all right, mate, you remember me? Like, yeah, how yeah. you doing? Mm-hmm. And Alex let him in, and Ed said... Now that he could see Alex in the light of day, uh-huh. he could just see how bad things were. Uh-huh. He had countless injuries all over his body. He had horrible, dirty clothes on. He was pale. He was thin. And he just knew that Alex was being abused. Yeah. So he asked Alex to go upstairs with him for a chat and left Jordan downstairs. And he asked Alex, "How like, have you been assaulted today? And Alex said, quote, no, no assault, nothing. It was just arguing. We're just so stressed out, end quote. Ed asked about his injuries and Alex's story just didn't change. He was adamant that he'd caused the injuries himself. And what was running through Alex's head the whole time was how would she react if he did anything wrong? She would go off her head. So all this time he's still thinking yeah, Jordan. Yeah. And she's got right in his head, hasn't she? Yeah, and then she actually came into the room and um, but like with the baby and said, oh, is it okay if I come in and change her? Mm. And I was like, she oh. wanted to come in and disrupt the conversation. Yeah. So Ed... He was like, no, nah, I need to get Alex out of the house. Yeah. So he said, right, come on, get a jacket. I'm going to take you to the hospital and get your dressings changed. Uh-huh. So they they got in the police. Like, she was kind of like, are you, are you coming back? Like, you know, kind of, and he's like, yeah, I'll be back later. You know, you can see she was kind of a bit worried. Uh-huh. So they got in the police car and Ed said, right, we're not leaving here until you tell the truth. Uh-huh. You need help. She needs help. Your children need help. You all need help. Uh-huh. And Alex still said, I do this to myself. Uh-huh. So Ed tur- like turned his body cam like turned the cameras off everyone and just said right okay my camera's off mm-hmm. it's just you and me in this car tell me mm-hmm. and Alex eventually told him about the abuse but he said please just go off what the neighbours have said because I don't want Jordan to know it's came from me mm-hmm. <laughs> so Alex was taken to the hospital and Ed I think he must have got an ambulance or got another police officer to take him to the hospital and Ed went straight back into the house mm-hmm. And arrested Jordan for assault and grievous bodily harm. Mm-hmm. 
and she seemed fine. <laughs> like when you, because you see her getting arrested, and she's just so nothing. calm, like yeah. just nothing. Um, and he said, like, so when he said, like, he was going to take her to the station and like get her side of the story, and he says, can, so can we leave leave the children with your parents? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, yeah, and like in the car, she was like, so how long do you think this is going to take? Like maybe an hour. And like Ed's like, oh, I think it's going to be a lot longer than that. She obviously you know. clearly thought she was still going to get away with it. Yeah. So at the hospital, the doctor said that Alex was probably about ten days away from death. Wow. And he didn't. He didn't need to stay in overnight. So the police put him up in a hotel, and an officer bought him a, a McDonald's on the way there. And Alex said it was the best food he'd ever eaten because he hadn't eaten a proper cooked meal for so long. Wow. The next morning, Alex. I got up and went downstairs for a buffy breakfast overlooking the Bedford River and he said he just giggled to himself because he didn't have any clean clothes to put on. The T-shirt that he had on had bloodstains all over it oh God, and he had scruffy trackies on and all these other people who were eating were like dressed in suits and ties yeah. and were like that. And he was just so happy to be safe that he was like, do you know what, I don't care. Like, I'm out of place, but I just don't care. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, bless him. Mm-hmm. So in the police station... When questions about questioned about the abuse, Alex was a, act. Sorry, Alice was asked. Alex was asked. <laughs> That's quite hard to say. Mm-hmm. Alex was asked if he had ever acted in self defence against Jordan, and he said no, because he never wanted to hurt her. Mm-hmm. He was asked why he had never reported the abuse, and he said he thought it would be swept under the carpet one day and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. He just thought oh, eventually she'll get sick of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't think it would go on for that long. Yeah, obviously. That's Yeah, that's obviously what I thought. So when uh, Jordan was questioned, she admitted the injury she had caused Alex and she was asked if she suffered from any mental health illness or postnatal depression and she said no. Mm-hmm. So on the 28th of September 2017, Jordan was charged with 17 counts, including grievous bodily harm and controlling or coercive behaviour. Um, and she was actually the only the second person in the UK to get charged with coercive behaviour because if you remember back in our Sally Challen case remember she had um they made a new law you don't know who Sally Challen is do you the abu- coercive control oh yeah yeah uh-huh. Them, uh-huh. she'd killed her husband oh yeah 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 oh so, yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. made a law that it's uh, there's, it's illegal for coercive be- um, behaviour now so she right. was only the second person in the UK and the first woman wow. to be charged for that charged for that yeah mm-hmm. so a police officer phoned Alex's mum and said, I'm just wanting to tell you that your son is safe and well. Because remember, she hasn't spoken to him for two years. She doesn't yeah. know what was going on. And Jed said, what happened? Did she hurt him? And the officer said, yeah, he's been burned, stabbed and slashed. But he's on his way home because he wants his mum. And when he got there, Jed said he could barely even walk up the path. And the first thing he did was give his mum a cuddle Aww. and said, I need to make my children safe. Yeah. His family didn't even know that he had a daughter. Because she, I think she was still quite newborn. Yeah. Um, but they didn't even know right. about her. So within five days, he had his children safe at home with them at his mum's. Mm-hmm. And you know, got obviously got full custody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan, she ple- pleaded guilty to three of her seventeen counts. And she showed no remorse at court. And the judge said, Jordan doesn't blame Alex for anything that she did to him. What? Of course she doesn't blame him for anything because none of it was his bloody well, fault. I was going to say, like, how could she even have the audacity to think that <laughs> she could blame him for I anything? I know. That's what I was like. I was like, what? What? Did I hear that right? Yeah. That's what I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you kind of looked a bit confused. Yeah, I was like... Um, so, oh, so... Where was I? 
So on the 13th of April, Jordan was given two seven-year sentences for wounding with intent and grievously grievous bodily harm to be served concurrently. Yeah, I know. <sighs> she should have just got 14 years yeah. instead of like... I don't understand why you would have two I know. of seven years. That's just seven years. Yeah, exactly. That's just one sentence. That's not two. No, exactly. Anyway. You, if you're giving it for each, you just add it on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she got a seven-year sentence um, and a consecutive sentence for six months for controlling or coercive behaviour. Jordan was the first female in the UK to be convicted of this charge. Um, Alex is now a football coach. Um, because you know you love football. That's oh, all you yeah. ever want to do. So nice he's now a football coach and a, and an ambassador for domestic for a domestic violence charity called the Mankind Initiative. Mm-hmm. This charity supports male victims of domestic abuse and violence, and they campaign to ensure that equal recognition is given to male victims in the same way that recognition is given to female victims of domestic abuse. And Damn right, they should be campaigning for that. Campaigning Absolutely, for that because yeah. I agree. You know, as we said at the start of the episode, um, domestic abuse is domestic abuse. It doesn't matter. Well, exactly. Male what gender? No. You know, which who's the abuser? Who you know? It's it should all be treated the same way. Absolutely, that's, that's horrific. I mean, as I said before, I mean, I think you know people more associate with the women being the one that's that's the victims, but this clearly shows you that. It can happen to men too, and it probably happens a lot more than we even realise. Probably, yeah. So, you know, if we can get any more awareness about it, then, you know, hopefully other men that are, have been through it or going through it can, can speak there, up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think there's probably, especially in the past, mm-hmm. um, there'll be a lot of um, uh, cases where men haven't even came forward because, I don't know, maybe they think they won't be believed, or, you know, because yeah. how can a man be abused by a woman well, kind exactly. of thing, you know, like, but no, like... It can happen. It can happen. And if, you know, if anybody listening, you know, if you are an abuser, you know anybody, male or female, you know, you know, speak, try and speak up. You know, I know obviously every situation is different and, you know, a lot of time people don't feel they can come forward, you know, but if you can, then please do and you can get the help. You know, there's always help out there. Definitely. So, yeah, that was a bit of a doozy. That was was quite, got me in the, in the... Got you in the feels of it. Uh, yeah, I know. As I think, as I said, like you know, it does happen to everybody. But I just think some do hit you worse. And you know, as I said, this is this is a male. Mm-hmm. Um. And although you always feel sorry for the females because it happens to them as well. But like when it, I, I don't know if it's just because this is maybe just the first one that I've really researched and looked into and you're like and it, it did kind of hit a bit different oh. because you're like that poor guy I know. but i'm okay. so glad he got control oh. um not control because they of his children he's yeah. football coach he's you know speaking up and he's obviously doing good himself now because he's you know helping with this charity so good on him for exactly you know trying to help other people which totally. is you know he's taking something away from his experience so yeah, definitely so thanks for listening everybody and we will be back next week so if we you know we'll put our information in the show notes yeah. and if you obviously don't already please don't forget to subscribe rate and review thanks for listening Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.